On a cold Christmas Eve, the coldest in years, the children sat limply, no joy in their ears. Through darkest December, one playlist would play of tired Christmas carols, day after day. This sucks, said Jimmy. This is boring, moaned Bart. They knew all these carols, could sing them by heart. They were desperate for spirit to fill their young ears. You see, they didn't have eyes. They'd been blind for years. It's all the same, they thought, jingling bells and decked halls. If only there were new sounds to bring joy to us all. What's that? A notification on the iPhone 15? A podcast about Christmas had entered the scene? They shouted in glee, their mood changed on a dime, because the Alpha Gloop holiday show was here, just in time. H's for holidays, let's soak in that joy, and revel in cheer with those very nice boys. Now Paul and Lucas are here, and maybe some friends? Please stick around for some magic when this story ends. Welcome to the first annual Alphabet Gloop Holly Jolly Holiday Special! Woo! Yeah, Christmas! We have brought our Gloop family together to celebrate this monumental holiday season. I'm Paul. And I'm Lucas. And this is the Holly Jolly Blast that's going to end your year just right. How are you doing this Christmas season, Paul? I'm doing bad, dude. I'm down bad. Down bad in the, like, you're sad about Christmas way, or down bad as in, like, you're yearning for the touch of another human being? Um, I just need, I, well, hmm. <laughs> Do we need to get you some some cheer and some joy, Paul? Is that what this is all about? I'm asking you, Lucas, to give me a heaping handful of holiday segments on this very special episode because I am in need of some holiday cheer. I already have actually a surprise for our audience. At the end of this episode, we have a super secret holiday surprise event that is going to happen on this podcast. And we're very excited to share that with you. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I'm excited too. But first, we've got to um, partake in our holiday segments. Oh, to be clear... Like it said in the poem, but this is episode H for holiday. This is still part of the oh, yeah. the alphabet scheme. I don't want anyone to get mixed up. I don't know if you recall, Paul, but in episode zero, I did really hype up episode H. And this is what I had in mind all along. Th- that's true. And I, I really hope this episode lives up to the hype. If it does. If it does, let it snow. That's the kind of brilliant Christmas wordplay you can expect today on Alphabet Gloop. Well, Lucas, we've got so much content. So let's go ahead and start with our first segment. Yeah, lay it on me. This segment is one we all know and love. Some may know it as alphabet. You can't guess this word. But this time, Lucas, it's my turn. Can I ask one question? Yep. You told me earlier that I had to give you segments to bring your holiday cheer up, but it seems like you've already got some <laughs> Christmas segments prepared. Of Well... Who doesn't like a little holiday twists and turns? I would love some holiday magic right now. So if you've got a segment for me, I'd love to hear all about it. You already, I already said the name of the segment. It's Alphabet You Can't Guess This Word. Paul's edition. Christmas edition? Mm-hmm. It's No, it's Paul's edition. It's Paul's Christmas. Paul's edition, Christmas edition? Paul's edition. 
Deck the Paul's Christmas halls. Lucas, I need to tell you what it is. It's Paul's sick holiday twisted takeover. Are you ready to play? From the twisted mind of Paul Fu. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to give you a phrase and you're going to have to guess the word I'm thinking of. And the word is going to start with the letter H because this episode is H for holiday. Are they holiday themed words as well? That's the twist. You know, they could or they could not be. Who knows? Now, there are only four questions and the only way to win is if you get all of them correct. Oh my God. And what do I win if I get all of them correctly? You, you get to keep your dignity. Okay. That, uh, there's not much left, so I need that. You can have one free hint, and that doesn't affect your score. All right, Lucas, it's time to play Alphabet. You can't guess this word. Paul's Twisted Sick, Twisted Holiday, Twisted Edition. Sponsored by Twisted Tea. Question number one. Ebenezer Scrooge definitely had a lot of this haughty personality trait until three heavenly holograms showed him the horrifying truths behind his bah humbug ways. I was going to say humbug. Okay, I think I'm struggling here because I'm not positive what haughty means, but just going off of my knowledge of the source material, is it hatred? No. But I'll say you're warm. Do you want me to give you the uh, hint? Yeah, I guess give me the one hint. It's embarrassing on the first one, but... Now remember, if you get it wrong, you automatically lose. Okay. Here's the hint. Another real-life character who is said to have this personality trait is Harvey Weinstein. Heavy? Harvey. Oh, no, it's a personality. He could be heavy. Yeah. I. You know, these are not wrong. Horny? <laughs> You're not wrong. Ebenezer Scrooge is heavy, horny, and hateful. But that's not the H word I'm thinking of. Horrific? I think you got this right because you're not wrong. <laughs> okay. You got it right because I cannot think of that many H words. The H word I was thinking of is hubris. Oh, yeah. I never would have gotten hubris. I'll allow you to continue my twisted game. Here's your next clue. Santa Claus is an expert at animal this word. Husbandry. Yes! <laughs> he marries the reindeer. That's not what husbandry means, even though you might think that. Animal husbandry is the upkeep of agriculture and animal life. Do you remember in middle school when someone had to redo their presentation on China <laughs> because they said they practiced animal husbandry by marrying the chickens? <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason I wrote this. That's crazy. Yeah. But... That makes sense, like a middle schooler just kind of being confused about that. I guess if you if you choose not to read the first sentence of the Wikipedia article, then yeah, it makes total yeah. sense. Clue number three. Make sure to keep this part of the home clear of any obstructions, as Santa will be entering your household via this hatch. Is it a hearth? That's correct, Lucas. Congratulations. Wow. You are three for three. You're doing really well at your own game. Let's see if you can survive the final trial I have for you. Here's your fourth and final clue. A holiday gift receiving expert would only accept three of these things with the prerequisite that they are of French origin. In the 19th century, they were imported from France as a luxury good. What H word am I thinking of? Alphabet, you can't guess it. Luxury gift from France. You wouldn't want more than three of them. Um, holly? No. Like pieces of holly? No. What's the hint? Here's the, your hint. The Latin phrase for this thing is 
Gallus Gallus or Gaius Gaius, maybe. Um, we don't really know how they say things in Latin. Yeah, no, it's a lost art. Did you know, Alfred Gloopers, me and Lucas in middle school, we took Latin. And we were really good at it, too. <laughs> no, we were terrible. No, I don't remember anything. We were good enough. Anyway, Lucas, I'm going to say the question one more time. And if you can't answer this, you will lose Lucas's challenge. Alphabet, you can't guess this word. Paul's sick and twisted holiday edition. That would be so embarrassing. A holiday gift receiving expert would only accept three of these things with a prerequisite that they are of French origin. In the 19th century, they were imported from France as a luxury good. Hint, the Latin phrase for this thing is gallus gallus, Gaius Gaius. Think, Lucas, think. It sounds like Gaius, like Gaia, like the earth. It sounds like it's something natural, but what comes from France? It's um, hats? G-A-L-L-U-S. I think you're going to lose. The Latin phrase for this is gallus gallus. It's two words in a row. What what things are named in Latin? What do you mean what things are named in Latin? What has a Latin Creatures? name? Hummingbirds? Is it a hummingbird? I'm on the right track, right? It's an animal? Lucas, you have a few moments to save. Horses. It's horses. It's horses. You think that you're going to get three French horses for Christmas, Lucas? I know. It was in Gallup. Um, Ga- Gal- Galileo. You're, you Gallup. So your final answer is three French horses? Yeah. Three French horses. <laughs> okay. Lucas, I was giving it to you at the end. A holiday gift-receiving expert would only accept three French hens for Christmas. Oh, my. Oh, I'm so. You idiot. Oh my, that's actually embarrassing. How could you not know? Gallus, Gallus, ah, yes. Three French hens. Yeah, gallina. Gallina? You know, the Latin word for chicken is gallus, and gallus, gallus, yes, is a hen. <laughs> I wouldn't, I didn't know that. So you lose your dignity, Lucas. Does what that is- mean I'm going to get coal? Who knows? Well, that was a great segment, Paul. Thank you, Lucas. Let me just introduce this new segment that we're getting into. We're just going to do a um, a quick holiday draft. If you're um, familiar with sports, it's um, when players get drafted, people take turns picking players. The sooner you get drafted, the more exciting of a thing it is. But we're not we're not sport guys. We're Christmas guys. So uh, me and Paul have each assembled a list of five holiday favorites, and our drafts are going to go to head to head. And then once each draft has been fully revealed, we're going to ask a special guest to determine which of these is the ultimate holiday team. The special guest we will be using as the judge for our holiday drafts is a frequent mention on this podcast. It's ChatGPT. Woo! Arguably the closest friend of the show. The closest friend? The cl- like Out of all the friends of the show, I think ChatGPT has been with us the longest of any of them. That's probably true. Anyway, Lucas, let's go ahead and uh, play our holiday drafts, DraftKings Holiday Edition. Yeah, let's do some drafts. The way this is going to work, it's going to be a snake draft where I'm going to say one and then you'll say one and then the second time to make sure no one's like getting an advantage it's reversed. So you pick one and then I pick after that. Oh, that I, makes sense interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. That's very interesting. So let's get into this holiday Christmas draft. Paul, actually, since uh, I'm the one who organized this event, why don't you give me your first holiday draft pick first? What's your favorite? What's I was going to give it to you because it was your idea. So you can start. Well, ladies first. Okay. Feminism. My draft pick is lights, Christmas lights, candles. I think it's very magical. And being an entertainment lighting professional, I got to pick lights. As a lighting professional, do you have any takes on like decorative 
like home holiday lights, like out in the yard or whatever? I have a preference for what I like to see on houses, but I don't think, you know, my background as a lighting entertainment lighting professional necessarily makes it better. But I really like Christmas lights that are kind of monochromatic. So like all blue, but for me, it's all classic warm white. Really? I think that's really timeless. Yeah. And magical. And I, I like the houses that are going crazy, but for me, like in a canvas of all snow and having like the glowing warm light in your house, that can't be beat. I have traditional values. And mm-hmm. keep the Christ in Christmas. Mm-hmm. Keeping Christ in Christmas. I like the classic like white look, you know, more. I, I just think that white is supreme. You know, white is right. I, I don't disagree. Okay, I guess I guess my my hot take is that I don't really like the white Christmas lights. I don't like how they're a warm kind of yellowish white. I feel like it clashes with like the pure white snow aesthetic. So I'm much more into the colored lights. Well, just saying we have an entertainment lighting professional in the house and there's another guy. That's all I'll say about that. That's all I'll say. That's all you got to say. Shall we move on? Uh, can I say my next uh, my next draft pick? Okay, okay. All right, for my number one uh, Christmas holiday draft, just give me presents. Whew. I think presents kind of goes without saying, both giving and receiving. While presents is a nice aspect of the holidays and, and you know, it's something to look forward to, I think it causes a lot of, like, distress in people trying to find the right gift. And it, it promotes the whole capitalistic culture that we know and love. I hear where you're coming from. That being said, I will not be getting you anything for Christmas because of my beliefs. That's okay. I think you actually did um, already perform an act of service for me uh, for Christmas. I do appreciate that. That's correct. Speaking of love language, though, I will say I feel like it's kind of a hot take or like people frown upon if gift giving and small gifts is one of your love languages. But I love giving and receiving gifts. I really I'm as I said, I was a very materialistic child and I small trinkets or any sort of tangible object that can remind me of a person thinking of me. That means a lot. So that's kind of a big part of why presence is high on my draft. Honestly, this year in general, I'm very behind on Christmas presents. I'm going to have to make a fat Amazon order. Oh, you really like got to order that. No, you have. Yeah, that's not going to come in on time. Wait, I want to. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, yeah. Yeah. You I need to finish your thought. No, I don't have any other okay. thought. Can I, no, no, can no. I drop into two? N- no. Oh, okay. No, I, I have a, I have a mini segment. My mini segment is called, this is something I saw at Universal Studios Hollywood and I was going to get it for Lucas, but I said, Lucas has enough things. I'm not going to give him another thing. Wow. Was it a toy? Was it some sort of figurine? The segment is, would Lucas have liked it or not? And it was a pin uh, from the Simpsons world of Quick E-Mart. It was like a name badge pin mm-hmm. that said Lucas and he was employee at Quickie Mart. And I thought that was like a cool thing because like Lucas is like, oh, I could have this pin somewhere. But I said, no. <laughs> so would you have liked that gift, Lucas? I would have liked that gift, and I definitely would have had it somewhere. You you know me so well. Paul, gift king. <laughs> gift king. Okay, so now let's um let's take a step back. We kind of just did a, a segment within a se- segment there. I want to <laughs> get back to base level. Um, it's, a very, it's a very special episode. That's why we have to do crazy stuff like that. We got to really go in. But anyway, my second pick on my Christmas draft, I think it's something we can all relate to, something we all really enjoy. Give me hot Dr. Pepper. What is it? Hot Dr. Pepper. You familiar? Surely. Vaguely. I. Is it just like Dr. Pepper and you heat it up? No, no, no. It's much more complicated than that. So you know Dr. Pepper, right? I'm familiar with him, yeah. 
Um, you know lemons? Yes. First thing you do, you put Dr. Pepper into a pan or a pot, rather, and boil it some. Not boil it, get it warm, kind of like you're heating up tea. While that's heating up, you're just going to slice a small piece of lemon and put it in the bottom of a glass, glass, glass made of glass. And then after you put the lemon in there, then you take the warm Dr. Pepper out, pour it in. The lemon kind of bubbles a little bit. You got to make sure not to pour the hot Dr. Pepper in too fast to shatter the glass. But if you do it perfectly, peak holiday drink. I almost said eggnog in my uh, number two draft spot, but honestly, hot Dr. Pepper, I think, is the American Christmas beverage. You know, I actually, um, Aliki, oh my God, Aliki is all, and on every single episode now, but she taught me or introduced me to a similar thing. It's called mulled cider or mulled wine. It's the same thing, but instead mm. of Dr. Pepper, you take this like red wine and you add like apples, star anise, lemon, oranges, and you kind of like stew it in a pot, in a crock pot. And then you can have it warm, but I like everything iced. So like... I'll put it in a, in a glass cup with uh, the, with ice and with sparkling apple juice. And it's like, it's a little boozy little holiday spritz. And it's really good. I might, It's a little fun little spirit treat. That's great. And I think like cooking it down takes some of the alcohol out and takes like the bitterness away or something like that. So it's actually really good. I'll make it for you in Rhode Island. So you're just making apple juice or grape juice if you're cooking out all the alcohol, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Sounds yeah. like you're just describing apple juice. I'll stick to hot Dr. Pepper. Thank you very much. Well, who doesn't like apple juice, man? I love apple juice. Uh, that's your opinion. Is it my turn next? Because you said two? Yeah, yeah. What's your number two, Paul? I think we should just do three because we have so many things. Yeah, yeah. I agree. We can okay. we can cut it down. We're, we're making an audible here. The third one on my list is actually eggnog. So I I basically stole Lucas's. But wow, I'm going, yeah. Not, here's the thing. Not everyone likes eggnog. If you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. Do you like eggnog, Lucas? I like eggnog. I feel I used to like, I don't know if I liked eggnog more or eggnog changed, but like I used to be pounding eggnog. But now whenever I come home for Christmas, my mom's like, I know you love eggnog. So we got you some eggnog. And I always, I'm very much like, yes, eggnog. But I have one glass and then I'm like, yeah, that's enough eggnog for me. I've never had it alcoholic though, which I've heard hard eggnog at like a Christmas party is really a scene stealer. Yeah, people say that. that. No, I've had it. It's way too um, like bitter for me. The alcoholic eggnog. I'd rather have mulled wine. Really, but the eggnog itself is so sweet, but the alcohol makes it that much more bitter. It's it's like it's just like too sweet and too bitter for me. But I agree. Like I can't have more than like half a cup of eggnog. So that's why it's it's dropping from the list. I do like it because it's seasonal and it's like Mm. very season specific. But I have an even better thing for my draft. And my the last thing on my draft is. Wait, that up. wasn't the one on your draft? No, so you that just was... You kind of just said, okay. You I kind of just did it. it anyway, though. Yeah, but you didn't because you still no. explained the whole thing. I can't explain it to you. I've got dropped point. ones on my list. You're not even going to know what they are. All right, well... That goes to the vault. All right. Well, my third draft pick is putting up the Christmas tree. Ooh. I love... Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. valid. I like putting up the Christmas tree because it's kind of like a routine thing you do every year and it gets you in the Christmas spirit. I enjoy taking the time to center myself on the tree and like every year put the same things on the tree. And then once you're done putting the tree together, if you have an artificial tree like me, uh, you plug it in and it shines bright like the brightest diamond. Where do you put that bad boy the rest of the year, though, if you've got like an artificial in your store? It actually packs down pretty nice and I just put it in a closet. Um it's kind of like the size of a tripod case, if you know what that oh, work. is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So actually, I store it next to my tripod case. 
For my last draft pick, I'm going with TV shows and movies where there's a scene where there's mistletoe and the will they won't they lovers find themselves under it and they kind of have to share a kiss even though they may or may not think it's the right move at the time. I don't know how I'm gonna you know put what I'm all, talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know how I'm gonna put all that in ChatGPT, but I will say, I grew up feel like preparing for that moment more, like expecting mm. that moment to happen more than it really has in my life. I think it may have happened once actually. Has really, you kissed to someone you? under the mistletoe? No, I don't even. I've never no. been somewhere where mistletoe is hanging, even, or else I would have been camping outside of it all night. This could be like a just pretend. But like uh, I think I was at like a holiday party where there was like mistletoe and like me and someone were like under the thing, but we were like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I might be making that up entirely. It's a little Christmas story. No, like I said, I don't think I don't think I've ever even seen mistletoe or been at any sort of social gathering where mistletoe is present. But you're right. As a kid, I was like amped for that i was like oh my god i'm gonna get i'm gonna get maybe this is in the the book of the game christmas edition they explain how to make this work but i always wanted to like somehow get my crush under the mistletoe and be like oh i guess yeah now you're socially obligated to kiss me because that's how my brain worked when i was 14 anyway i'm going to talk to chat and see whose um holly draft is better but for the audience let's for one last time state our holiday draft so it's clear um, I'll go first. My holiday draft consists of lights. What? Did I say Christmas miracles? How many do I have? No, you did not say Christmas miracles. You said lights. You said setting up the tree and you said eggnog. No, you didn't say eggnog. I only have two then. I didn't say my. Okay, and is your third one Christmas miracles? My third one is Christmas miracles. <laughs> so what are your, what is your draft, Lucas? Um, my three are. My three are presents, hot Dr. Pepper, and TV shows and movies where they, the will-they-won't-they they lovers kiss under the mistletoe. Listeners out there, what are your top three holiday draft picks? Let us know in the comments with hashtag drafts in December. This is such like a, like a not vague, but an abstract idea. I'm, I'm curious. to I know ChatGPT will, will nail it, but I'm curious to see what they say. Yeah, because ChatGPT has hot takes, especially around the holidays. All right. Um, here we go, guys. I've written my letter to ChatGPT in the ChatGPT app. I'm going to press send in three, two, one, go. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. ChatGPT said, both drafts capture the essence of the holidays, but if I have to choose, I'd go with Lucas's draft. The mix of presents, Let's go! unique holiday gifts, and the classic romantic tension under the mistletoe adds a charming and well-rounded touch. Charming and well-rounded. I'll say thanks for nothing, Chad GPT. Nah, Chad GPT's on my nice list this year. We're boys. Wait, this is really crazy. I said thanks for nothing, Chad GPT, and Chad GPT said, you are welcome, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy how it could sense chat you know, gpt is like okay it can tell yeah your tone and sarcasm i don't know if this audience knows in my free time i literally like chat with chat gpt uh okay. pause, pause for the santa thing couldn't like this is like fucked up but um for the santa thing we could also just use an ai santa voice yeah oh yeah are you serious i was thinking like if one of us did it, like i don't think it's gonna come in a time actually if it doesn't come in like like one of us could do it and then like I think like can either of us do a Santa voice though? I just, I okay, we literally we, we just, literally paid for them. And they have probably a lot of it. people are trying to talk to Santa right now. 
how but how, how can you like pay pay for like a service like that and they 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 literally just like don't send it to you in time like can you like am i recording <gasps> oh um Check. just say oh, I, I am they, just say they ruined christmas this is gonna be so much fucking editing okay go this, yeah it's gonna be a great episode though be a great be a great be a great, be a great episode. So I've got a little game for you today called Christmas Tradition, or is Lucas just fibbing? Where I've got a series of Christmas decision, Christmas traditions across the world, some real, some fake. I'm going to present you with two, and I need you to pick out which one is the real Christmas tradition. Okay. So it's like a 50-50. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of like a 50-50. Yeah. So, Paul, are you ready to play Christmas Tradition or Lucas just fibbing? I'm so ready. Let's do this. All right, so I'm going to give you the first two. You're going to tell me which one of these is real and which one is something I made up. Which one of these is real? First one. Rather than singing Christmas carols door-to-door, the people of South Wales have a custom called Mary Lude, roughly translating to Mother Mary, in which groups parade around the town with a festively decorated horse skull on a stick with a stick holder hiding under the stick. If Mary Lude knocks on your door, you better have a good excuse to turn her away or she'll need to come in for a drink. So that's the first one, and that's in South Wales. Got it? Yeah. Second one. Portugal has a second Christmas time mythical figure who predates the modern understanding of Santa Claus. Finding her origin back in the 16th century when Portugal ruled the spice trade, Beatriz the Spice Master, or I'm going to butcher this, Mai de Especerias, is a mythical female figure who's said to visit the night before Christmas to restock kitchen spices for the New Year's. So which one's real? Which one's fake? This is this is tough because I don't think they would call something master of spices. But say the word in no, Portuguese. No, the spice again. mother. The, oh, the I think it's like the spice master. And I was like. No, spice mother. Beatrice um, the spice mother Here's is the her thing. Name. Like, the fact that Lucas had trouble pronouncing a Portuguese word, it, it makes it feel like he got it from somewhere. Unless he's doing like the double twist, double economy, which is possible. The first one sounds far fetched, but that sounds kind of like a tradition, like anywhere. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna trust my first instinct and think that Lucas is fibbing about South Wales, and the Christmas tradition is the Spice Mother. I'm really sorry, Paul, but the Spice Mother is not real. The Southern Wales tradition of Mary Louise. It's M-A-R-I-L-W-Y-D. That's a real tradition. They have horse skulls. They dress up like a little character and they walk around. It's very cool. Shall we move on? Yeah, that sounds right, though. Yeah, let's continue. Okay, second one. In Moscow, Christmas Eve is a day for the dogs. Residents will adorn their dogs with necklaces and other small accessories to wear and set them loose in the morning. If you see a dog that day, you must give them a treat. If you don't, you must add another accessory for them to take home. It's the first one, Moscow. Second one. While many cultures and nations have turned Christmas from a religious holiday to one of fun and merriment, the people of Venezuela, and particularly their capital city of Caracas, have the best of both worlds. As a very Christian city, regular church-going is commonplace in Caracas. On Christmas Eve, however, they like to get a bit silly. Many main roads are closed off, as it's customary to roller skate to Christmas Eve Mass in this capital city. Wow, these are both really good ones. They both sound very real. The dog one sounds pretty real. That would be a fun one to partake in. But I'm wondering if there's like a stray dog and they have a bunch of trinkets. 
would that mean there is a dog in the wild with all the trinkets? Because who's going to take the trinkets off of them? I feel no, I didn't research that uh, variable. The roller skating one makes sense. I don't think Lucas would make up a, a like a religious based fact um, in fear of getting canceled, getting canceled or upsetting the religious. So if you made that up, Lucas, I believe the doggy treat thing is a fib. And I believe the real tradition is roller skating to church in Venezuela. Congratulations, Paul. You've just earned one Christmas Lucas point. The dog <sighs> thing was made up. However, there's some similar thing in India for a holiday where they do to give their dogs necklaces and send them off. But I don't remember what it is because this isn't that episode. So congratulations on getting a Christmas Lucas point. Are you ready for round three? Absolutely. In Australia, instead of milk and cookies, some households opt for leaving Santa a piece of the popular children's treat, fairy bread, also known as toast with butter and sprinkles. Like gingerbread men decorating kits in the States, Aussie supermarkets have even taken to sell fairy house kits with special sweet breads and seasonally colored sprinkles. Second one. While many cultures eagerly await the appearance of fantastical creatures on the night before Christmas, in Norway, it's a different story. An old pagan belief dictates that Christmas Eve is the night when evil witches reveal themselves from the shadows and traverse the land, causing mischief and mayhem. To dampen the danger and keep witches from covering as much ground, residents will hide their brooms before going to sleep on the 24th. This witch better call an Uber. Which one of these is real and which one's me fibbing? I really feel like the Australia one is something we would, I would do that in grade school. You ever do that? You would make like reindeer poop or something? Or you'd like make reindeer food and you like throw uh, glitter in your backyard? You ever do that? Um... No, I, that sounds kind of similar to like the whole like setting up leprechaun traps that I also didn't do, but other kids do. Oh, but, no, I haven't um, done that. Did you know that I think they make like biodegradable glitter now for that purpose for reindeer food? I'm going to. Oh, really? I didn't know that. The pagan one makes a lot of sense, but I feel like the broom is a bit too on the nose. I just feel like if I were to make a fake fact, I would put in the broom. So I'm going to say the fib is the witch's eve. And the real tradition is fairy bread. I'm really sorry, Paul. While fairy bread is a treat that Australian children partake in, they do not use it as a Christmas tradition. Whereas, um, allegedly, I'm getting all of these off of like lists online. Allegedly, Norwegians hide their brooms to stop the Christmas witches from harassing people. <sighs> That's a little twisted of you, but sure. Lucas, pause. I'm going to go get some uh, Italian fruitcake because I need to nibble on something. Okay. For the audience out there, we've been recording this episode for four hours. Yeah. That's right. And it's it's crazy. You'd think after four hours, if you're waiting for something, like you would get it, is all I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. We're happy to be here. One thing we do is like we'll like master we'll like masturbate to completion like every hour just to like kind of like get get our heads clear. But we'll do it like still Wait, on you the con- phone. You conclude? Yeah, you do. We 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 both do that every hour. Over the recording. No, I, I I get there every hour, but I don't conclude. I I save it. What do you mean get there? How are you gonna like f- I I I approach liftoff, but then I shut no. down the engines. Because the whole point of this is so we get clear. We have to stay focused. I so I thought lying? the whole thing was that if every you conclude, t- then like you lose all your energy and you stop being focused. No, but it's called post X clarity is what you need. Post X clarity. I thought Lucas, we literally do this on the phone. And you just never, I, I'm like, oh, did you do it? And you're like, yeah, you did it. And 
Well, because well, by I did it, I thought you meant like we're nine episodes. By you did it, I thought you meant like I I did it as and I had the self control to not conclude until okay, so after the, the podcast record. Oh was my done. god, I gotta get the bread, dude. That's crazy. You need to finish our concluding, okay? That's crazy. all right. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, okay. I'm I'm impressed by your refractory period. I that's why I didn't even consider that I we were concluding. Alphabet Gloop listeners, you're getting a rare behind the kimono peak of what goes on between takes on Alphabet Gloop. Okay, do we need to continue the game? Yeah, yeah, because no, we 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 need to for because it's got an ending. Okay. All right, next. Are you ready? All right, Paul, I'm gonna give you two more holiday traditions. Just tell me which one you think is a pile of Christmas crap and which one you think I'd celebrate that for several years. First one. Uh, in Latvia, at the first signs of spring, children will make lists of any gifts they hope to get for Christmas at the end of the year, as and as well as any other wishes or dreams they may have for this year. They'll bury this list along with seeds of a plant or vegetable of their choosing. It is said that their behavior through the first half of the year plays a factor in how large the plant will grow, and parents will take this plant's growth by the end of summer into account when planning winter festivity. This tradition is called Br- Brunum... Brunum Stop. Or Wonder Stop. Seeds. Based on the way yeah. that's written, I know that was mm-hmm. the crap. I can hear your voice note. Okay, so okay, we can skip that one then. <laughs> was that right? Yeah, but you don't even know what the Let's let's hear what the real okay, one is. Let's hear what the real one is. Um Here's the thing, I fucked up in pasting these, and the other one for this duo is the witch one again, so we probably <laughs> can cut this one. Wow. So I got it right then. That's yeah, yeah. perfect. All right, next. Yeah, you get to get it right. That's interesting. Okay. And Paul, your final pair of Christmas traditions that you need to see through and have your real eyes realize some real lies. Number one. In Anchorage, Alaska, bars stay closed on Christmas Eve, but will still sell liquor by the bottle at the door to encourage family drunkenness and revelry. This tradition became not only a fun diversion from the norm, but also a state-sanctioned one, as it was found to lower the average amount of holiday drunk driving accidents compared to other cities in Alaska. And the second one is, in the Netherlands, they do blackface on Christmas. (laughs) Um, I think the Netherlands is the real one. I think the fake one is the Santa one, the drunk driving one. Um, Paul, I really regret to inform you of this is that i got right but uh that is correct in the netherlands they have a um a character that was introduced in the mid 1800s named black pete or it's something like that netherlands but his name is black pete and he's santa's help helper quote unquote helper people just in netherlands do blackface to dress as black feet like really agree just like actually looking like jim crow era caricatures but it's not it's not a it's not like a black person or Santa's slave. It's just Santa's helper, Black Pete, who happens to look like that. So it's totally cool and woke. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you like really fact check that though? Because I feel like you did. Yeah, yeah. No, I did. Like this no, I've known about this for a while and then I I, I read the fuck out of that uh Black Pete Wikipedia page. Yeah, I got that one because I, I ended up metagaming this game. I because like you can tell Lucas is like leading up to a punchline. Like, oh my god, they just do blackface in the Netherlands. <laughs> what if that was like the third one though they do crazy shit in the Netherlands it's time for the final but most holly segment this segment's called 
calling previous guests of the podcast. <laughs> we're going to call your favorite guests and we're going to ask them about their favorite Christmas traditions. So let's go ahead and go to our first call. Hello? Leaky. Hey. Hey. Leaky, it's Paul and Lucas from the Alphabet Glue podcast. What's up? Hi, Leaky. You are Paul. I have caller ID. Hi, Lucas. We're recording a very special holiday episode right now, and we just want to say happy holidays. Oh, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Lucas, it's funny you say that because Aligi is Jewish. No, no fucking way. Happy, happy Hanukkah. Thank you. Well, happiness all around, so. Lucas, very insensitive of you because as we're recording this, Hanukkah just ended. That's, listen, I know. I had a happy time. Do you have like a cool menorah? I do. It kind of looks like a branch and each of the little like candle pots is a little is a little flower. Oh, I love that. So, Leaky, we have two very special questions for you. Thanks for picking up the phone, by the way. The first question is, it could be Christmas, Hanukkah, or holiday. Could you just give us one of your favorite holiday traditions? Oh, um, okay. My favorite one is for New Year's. Uh, growing up, at the strike of midnight, everyone would be in the house. I would take a pomegranate walk outside the house like a few seconds before and then throw the pomegranate <laughs> on the ground as hard as I could until it exploded. And the bigger the explosion and the mess, the better the year would be. And then on the way back in to the house, I had you have to like step with your right foot first for a good year. And then everyone cheers you on as when you come back in. Is this <laughs> yeah, as the youngest kid of the household, I had to do that. Did, is this something that is an existing tradition, or did you make all that up? No, that's what I did growing up. I didn't make it up. What do you mean? No, but I've never... Is I, Do other people other than oh, you do this? I think so. It might be a Greek thing. Although, I don't know. I, I've only ever done New Year's with my family at home. So, Did you have friends that would like talk about it? Would you compare how big your pomegranate splash was? No. Wait, so only you did this. Me feel like I was alone in this. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best answer you could actually give us. That's an amazing tradition that we are probably going to start doing right now. And any listeners out there, to. you have to. That sounds like more fun than any of the existing New Year traditions. So thank you so much, Liki, and a happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy New Year. Yeah. Wait, is that it? That's it. We can ask you one more. You two questions. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I thought there was two questions, Paul. I know, but your answer was so good. I was like, we got everything we needed. Okay, okay. thank you, Leaky. Thank you, Leaky. Oh, and um, thanks for being on the podcast as well. If people haven't listened to Leaky's amazing episode on friendship, it's a great time to revisit that right now. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. That was like the best answer Leaky could have given us for her holiday tradition. I don't disagree. That was not a tradition I expected. And I guess that's the value of having a international listeners. Because I was thinking she was going to say like on New Year's she eats like 12 grapes because that's what they do in Spain. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. It mainly rains. On the plane. And, and the, the pomegranate thing, it kind of makes sense because it's similar to grapes, you know? There's yeah, yeah. Like, symbolism there. I, there's definitely like fruit 
related stuff at New Year's. And like uh, like my mom's friend always eats um, black eyed peas and collard greens because it's supposed to be like coins really? and dollars on New Year's. You know, this new tradition I've just started, I gave this as a gift to Aliki. It's interesting you said fruit because it's base, it's technically fruitcake. Have you ever had fruitcake? No, I've only had the Mountain Dew seasonal variety fruit quake, but not the actual thing. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you've seen it on TV, but like on TV, they always act like fruitcake is disgusting. Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like that's my only exposure to fruitcake is it being like a this is bad punchline in Christmas specials. Yeah, exactly. So what is it? Is it like is it like molasses with fruit chunks or something like? Well, I'm, I don't know if this is the real fruitcake, but one thing that can be considered a fruitcake is this thing I've been eating recently. It's called, I think it's you say panettone, panettone. Mm-hmm. Pantone. Is it like know, Italiano? It's basically this in Ital- it's Italian delicacy. Okay. It's a holiday treat. And at Italy, uh, Mario Batali's paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, he's canceled though. His paradise isn't. That's yeah, his paradise, Italy, is actually doing really well. It is an Italian like supermarket, like a niche supermarket. And there's restaurants there. I'm sure they have it in New York, but there's one in Los Angeles. But anyway, during the Christmas season, there are so many of these, like, gift boxes of panettone. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it. Italians chime in. I think it's panettone, kind of like that. Panettone. Oh, like that. Oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You got to put the pop in it. Correct. So I'm going to read this Wikipedia description. Okay. Uh, panettone is an Italian type of sweet bread and fruitcake. Originally from Milan, usually prepared and enjoyed for Christmas and New Year's. Interesting. Um, oh, that th- I know that thing. I've that, yeah, that's a classic. Oh, you know what it is? Yeah, that. But here's the thing. I talked. I think one year ago, I asked our resident Italian friends, Kyle and Christian. Is mm-hmm. Kyle Italian? They're both half, I think. So they make up one okay. full Italian. So we asked our the, our one Italian friend of our many Italians we know in Rhode Island if they knew what this was and they had no idea what it was. And I was like, oh, it's probably insignificant. I'm calling them out for being fake Italians. Yeah, because like, I don't know the name, but I'm seeing the packaging of like the like the yeah. Bauduco mm-hmm. one. And I'm like, I've seen this in supermarkets. I'm familiar. Now, here's actually a quick tip. Aliki's favorite is not the one with dried fruit inside. It's the one with chocolate. So if you can find a chocolate variation... Yeah, I I googled Panettone and uh, uh-huh. I'm seeing the the Bauduco mini chocolate chip Panettone, and that's probably the one that I would engage with as well. <sighs> Dude, how much like longer should we wait for this? Should we just like end it right now? I don't know, and not do the same. How much? Thing? How much? We've got to have some sort of ending. This is kind of fucked up. Oh shit, dude! No, no, but hear me out. Hear me out. Wait, Lucas, dude, I just got the text right now. I got a text. Wait, are you being like? No, I'm serious. Okay, like on, like on, like on, like on, like on, like iMessage. Yeah. Do you want to listen to it? I think it's like it says Nick. Hey, it's me, Nick. Here's a voice memo you requested. Did we order one from Nick? I don't remember. Do we order so many? Yeah. Anyway, so do you want to do you want to introduce the uh, the segment? Okay. Okay. All right. Let's act like it's like totally organic. Alphabet Gloop Gang. Thank you so much for joining us on this holiday sleigh ride. We really appreciate you guys coming through. Um, if you heard at the beginning, there was some magic on the way. And through Christmas Miracle, it seems like we really got uh, we got a special little uh, message for all the gloopies out there. Let's hear it. Oh, oh, oh. 
Santa Claus here, calling into my favorite podcast in the world, Alphabet Gloop. Pretty soon I'll be up all night delivering toys to all the good children in this sick and twisted world. Lots of alien toys, bananas, and concert tickets this year. I wonder why. Hmm. Anyway, the reindeer and I can't wait to fly across the sky while listening to your comical alphabet-themed banter. I hope everyone in the Gloopyverse has a very merry H for holiday season. See you all soon, December 25th. Ho, 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 the Santa Claus on the podcast. Not like the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. We could play that if we wanted, but no, like Santa Claus, the guy. That's huge. I thought he was sweet too. He seemed like a nice guy. He is a nice guy. What a great way to end off this episode. I want to say thank you to everyone and happy holidays to all our listeners. Lucas, thoughts? 2024, we're going to have more guests, more letters, more games, more fun. And if you haven't already, feel free to Give us a little bit of a Christmas follow on Al- at Alphabet Loop on Instagram and give us a little Christmas five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, Paul, thoughts? Dude, I literally just got an email right now from Fiverr. Wait, yeah? What, is it like a receipt sort of thing? No, it, dude, it literally said they all canceled. One of them, like, clearly we got one of them though, right? Search for the search for Nick, for that Nick? profile. I mean, we got it. It doesn't really matter. But my car basically got refunded from Fiverr, the full amount. Check the check the one that's check whichever account is Nick because he sent us one. There, to, there is no Nick. Money. There's Chris. There's James, and there's Junie. Did you order one? No, I. I mean, I are they, no, that are was, they that playing was, a prank on me? Did you do that? Which, if it wasn't one of the Fiverr guys, then where did the text come from? Oh, oh, oh. Ho, 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 ho.